So now the the question is, with, with the title of this week being Philly Special, are you a fan of Philly cheesesteaks? Um, I haven't had a good one. Like I've had like the imitation ones, from right? Like like chilies and different yeah. spots like yeah, that, but, but not, not a real cheesesteak. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, with that, welcome to week five of Ella. It's crazy. That we are already week five. It's it's flying by. It is flying by. And I hate to say it, but I think the NFL season might be flying by a couple of teams. Like, we're to the point now where I don't think you can call it early anymore. No. Like, I think the first four weeks, okay, we can call the first four weeks early and you can say, oh, well, it's early. But once you get here, like, if the trends that we saw in the first four weeks continue into week five right i think you no longer have just flukes and things start to become more of a trend and as the legendary dennis green once said they are who who we we thought thought they they were were. and we let them off the hook now if you want to crown them we won't say anymore yeah because we are a family friendly Podcast and with that, spread us to your family. Let us be your official welcome to fall podcast that you and your families share together. Um, sponsored by anyone, anyone that yeah, would like anyone to sponsor. wants to sponsor. I mean, okay, um, maybe a, a helmet sponsor or a neuro oh, neurologist sponsor. Um, de- listen, all right. I'm going to go this. So for those of you listening who don't know, I am an athletic director with a school that has a football team. There is zero excuse for what has gone on in Miami. Zero. None. What they they legitimately, and I'm not even going to say career. I'm going to say life. Risked to was life these last 10 days. And I will say... I've seen we've seen some pretty gruesome injuries, right? Like you think back to like, you know, we're both college basketball guys. Kevin, the Kevin Ware injury, you know, where a leg splits in half, and you know, you got Gordon Hayward's leg injury. You got you can go right down the line. Um, one of my most gruesome injuries was when Johnny Knox from the Bears, his head. Almost a cordy, like it was a accordion, and his head touched his feet, and he had like this spinal cord injury, and he was just is done. What we saw on Thursday night with Tua getting thrown to the turf, and it wasn't even that; it was the fingers, right? Like, yeah, it's that seizing, right? Like, and the thing that gets me is okay. There are certain things that you just can't miss. Right. When you're in charge of a foot. Like, there are certain things. And concussions are one of, like, you just, in this day and age, knowing what we know about CTE and what concussions right. do, you can't miss this. You literally put human lives at risk when you miss it. I am very interested to see what the NFLPA and all their investigations come out with with this. Because this is not simply, oh, well, this one guy, the unaffiliated neurologist or neurospe- right. or whatever they wanted to say, 
he's not just going to lose his job and then we're going to be done. Like, this is going to be a thing that stretches. Now, we can sit here and go on and on about the injury and who didn't do their job. Lots of people didn't do their job. They put to his life at risk. Now, we are a football podcast. Let's look at the football side of it. The, now, now the season for Miami is in question. Because this sort of thing with Tua, is he ever going to come back and be that quarterback that he was in week one, two, three? I'm just... So, the a neurologist that... A very famous neurologist came out and said that... He believes that Tua's career is over. Not his season, his career, based on what he knows. And um, if that's the case, how sad that it that's what it took for a situation like this. to. It's just sad. Um, you feel for Miami fans because this team was on a... Roll, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden, the rest of your season is in jeopardy. And I mean, it changes the complexity of the AFC East, right? It changes the complexity of the AFC. Yep. And honestly, with all of that young <clears throat> talent, I think it's safe to say that it really, truly changes the complexion of all of football. Yep. With this. Um, and I think when you look at this football game again, that I'm not, I don't even really want to say because the Bengals didn't look great with all of this. I mean, Burrow looked a little bit more like Burrow, twenty of thirty one, two hundred eighty seven yards, two touchdowns, getting there. Um, the rushing game is still a little bit of a question for me with Cincinnati. I mean, thirty attempts, only sixty seven yards. Again, not great. But if you're Cincinnati, you take that win. Granted, you can't avoid the Tua stuff that came with that win. But you take it, you move on in a positive way. Right. I still, like, I just, I go back to, okay, is this Tua thing? I mean, you look, and for the rest of the weekend... Everyone was overtly cautious with, like, there was a tone across NFL broadcasts, even in NFL stadiums, that you you could tell, like, this is one of those situations that defines a sport. Yeah, and it, it, I think it changes the outlook on on concussion protocol for the rest of the season. I think you're going to see a lot more stoppages of plays with those spotters in stadiums saying, oh, we think that there's a possibility that this guy has a concussion. We want to pull him out and get him evaluated. I'm going to I'm gonna say you're going to see a lot more of that over the, the rest of this NFL and, season. And I hate to be this guy. I'm going to be that guy. But the whole, oh, well, his back gave out. I, again, I've never had my back go out on me. Thankfully, but whenever there has been a back injury that I've seen, you always like grab for your back or you try to because if you are, you know, within your right thinking, your equilibrium is still there, you reach out to try to stabilize. He didn't do any of that going back two weeks ago. 
So again, it's one of those where the line of people who messed up is very, very long and there needs to be serious repercussions for those individuals. Yep. Um, I don't really feel like there's any good way to transition, but um, boy, did we get a treat Sunday night. Yes, we did. Um, this was vintage Kansas City. Yeah, it was. Vintage Kansas City. I mean, you look, almost 200 yards on the ground. Patty Mahomes, 250 yards. I mean, they, I know the it's a 10-point spread. They dominated that football game yeah. Sunday night. And the thing about it was is that they owned the first they owned the first half. This was not as much of a game as the score appeared. Um, and Patrick Mahomes looked like the Patrick Mahomes of old. And Can I say MVP Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, and I, I would agree that he's not going anywhere, regardless of if he lost um, Tyreek Hill. He's not going anywhere. Regardless of what might have been said here on LR Weekly. Right, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm going to hold that over your head. Yeah, that's I, okay. I just, I need to look That's one that. hot take that I was wrong on, and I'll, I'll eat, eat the, you know. The other thing that. that I really loved was that, you look, he got a lot of guys involved in the offense. Yep. Kelsey, Valdez, Scantling, Juju, I, he's getting more guys involved. And then you look on the ground... Edwards Alaire, you know, almost 100 yards. And Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, he is. What? Excuse Like, if you're going to give me that on top of Edwards Alaire, on top of Patrick Mahomes, like, that offense quickly gets back into the I don't really know if you can stop them right. territory. Yeah, and there's no doubt. They ran the ball effectively against Tampa Bay's defense. Again, a good Tampa Bay defense that... Put now gave up forty one points to Kansas City at home. Then Josh, you look on the other side of things, and the news that came out today that Tom Brady's getting a divorce. It's been what we've been saying the whole year. Like stuff is off. So now you look back and say at the, now again Tom Brady, fantastic game, three eighty five, three touchdowns. So maybe we could sit here and say. He was pre- playing a little bit more relaxed because now the weight has been lifted off his shoulders a little bit. Well, that and you look, the, the thing that just still blows my mind is that you had three yards rushing. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, negative three yards rushing. That was his final stat line. Like, if that's... Look, Tampa is not going to win games that way. Now, granted, when you are down twenty-eight to what was it, twenty-eight ten or whatever it was, I, at one you're going to chuck the ball. You're going to have to throw the ball. You're going to have to chuck the ball, and that was that just takes the run game out of it. But when you have Leonard Fournette, man, I would have hated to have him on my fantasy team this weekend. Even though you know, not so fast on that. Because if you're in a PPR league, he had seven catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. That is true, too. I learned it the hard way. I had a sizable lead going in to Sunday night. Sizable. Had a lead with four minutes left in regulation. Oh, that's when they started dumping. And then they just 
dinked to Leonard Fournette, dumped and dinked their way down the field. Yep. But I, three negative three yards. Yeah. Like th- this team just has to be better. And this was a team who we both thought, who everybody both thought, yeah, probably one of the top three teams in the NFC. I know. Right. Period. Like their defense is getting torched by Kansas City. And what's really fascinating is if you go back a week ago, they're like, well, the defense is there, but the offense isn't with the Packer game. And then now you look this week and you're like, well, the offense is there, but the defense isn't. Right. So I I think Tampa is very inconsistent right now, which the thing about they have always since Tom went, they've always been consistent. They always were that consistent. You know what you were getting now. I, I don't know what you're going to get week in and week out from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which again is fascinating to me that we're sitting here in week five and we don't know right. who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. Um, London. You know, we always make the joke about shipping games to London. Yeah. Well, the game that got shipped to London might have been one of the games of the week. Probably was the game of the week. Um, I mean, you had a 60-plus yard double doink at Ugh. the end. I know. I know. Like, I hate... I had you texted me right away. I knew it. I know. And so we're we're actually we go to Wings for an early lunch, etc. Sitting there enjoying a nice hot honey garlic, sixteen traditional, extra wet with extra blue cheese on the side. Blue cheese. You are. It takes a special kind of evil to. And it's delicious. And so the double doink happens. And I just start laugh. I just laugh hysterically. I'm like, <laughs> the double doink lives. I hope that was okay. Like, are you okay? Like, oh, I was the, said like, now we can show that one right all the time. Sure, I, in London, big game, right? Um, please show that. So the Vikings survive. Here, here's where I want to go in on the Vikings a little bit. Like that was a game they should have dominated. And I'm just gonna tell you right now. We always talked about, you know, we thought Minnesota was going to be quite dominant this season. New coaching staff. New offense for Kirk Cousins. You know what I learned early Saturday morning or early Sunday morning? It does not matter because Kirk Cousins is going to Kirk Cousins. And the thing is, like, he threw for 273 yards. That's great. But he still just makes those mistakes. That just yep. are going to cost you football games. And you look at if you look at the stat line from this game, you would have thought that Minnesota won this game quite handily. Blew them out. Right. I mean, like, honestly. Justin Jefferson, 147 receiving yards. Dalvin Cook, 76 rushing yards. Kirk Cousins, 273 passing yards. You win by three against Andy Dalton. And, and you look, they, they gave up 236 passing yards to Andy Dalton. They gave up 111... Yards on the ground. Like, that's a game if you're Minnesota, you're thanking your lucky stars that you escaped alive right. out of. Because, honest and truly, probably in that second half, game probably, if all things were fair, would have swung the other way. Speaking of things that are swinging the other way, is my opinion on uh, maybe the Cowboys should just keep Cooper Rush? I mean, like, I, I, and that sounds insane when you have Dak, but it seems like this team is flowing better with Cooper Rush as our quarterback. And honestly, this is a situation 
where if I'm Dallas, like if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They're winning football games. Cooper Rush hasn't lost. Never lost. Um, funny story. Um, my neighbor Heather Taylor, who was formerly known as Heather Burton's dad, it's like his grandma's uncle's son is Cooper Rush. Like they're like they know each other. Or okay. Something. So I'm like, okay, Cooper Rush. I always. Give her a hard time because I'm like, yeah, grandma's brother's monkey's uncle, but still. No, here's one thing I'm going to say. It helps when you play Carson Wentz. Right. But because like you said on the pod last week, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. But here's the thing. He hasn't lost. Yeah. He just, he <clears throat> does enough to win you football games. You look at his stat line. 15-27, 223 yards, two touchdowns. But what's the most important part of his stat line, Christian? W. W's George W. And zero picks. Right. He does not throw picks. He's a smart quarterback. He sees the field well, and he doesn't make very many mistakes. Now, is he Dak Prescott? No. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Huge test this weekend. It And it does sound like it is Cooper Rush. They say that Dak is still struggling gripping the football. Against that Rams defense who, you know, gave up some points Monday night. So, well, and what I think will be a must-win game for LA. The, yeah. We'll, we will get there. Right. But again, like you said, it's not broke. Lean on that defense a little bit. Yep. Let them come out and win you games. And just be a quarterback who takes care of the football. Yep, Exactly. Boy, were we about spot on with our timeline on how long the Trubisky experience in Pittsburgh was gonna last. Yeah, we said it. Did we? I, I'm pretty sure that I said it was gonna be this week on last week's pod. That I said if Trubisky struggles, it's going to be Kenny Pickett time. Just like it was Andy Trubisky was Andy Dalton last year in Chicago. Yep. You, he stood no chance. But here's the thing. What I get a big kick out of, what happened on Kenny Pickett's first NFL pass? Through a pick. Through a pick. Then what happened? Through another pick. Then what happened? Through another pick. He threw three interceptions. Trubisky threw one. And the quote that Mike Tomlin gave today was, we're looking for a spark. So we're going with Pickett. Now... Can I give my translation? Yeah, go ahead. Trubisky's lost the room. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I hear there. That Mitch has lost the room. No one in the locker room wants Mitch as a quarterback. No one in that, the stands. That, nobody in the stands ever wanted him as a quarterback. No, this was a lose-lose situation for him. And we said that. <clears throat> no. Kenny Pickett does rush for two touchdowns. But I, I if... The, the Steelers are, for a once proud franchise, the Steelers are in serious, serious trouble. Because if your two quarterback options are Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, and you're only going to be able to get 119 yards on the ground and only 74 of those from Najee Harris, like those rushing numbers are going to have to be double plus what they are. 
and I don't see that offensive line really picking up any slack here. So I I think the Steelers are in serious, serious trouble, especially in an NFC North that you have the Bengals, you have the Ravens. AFC North. Oh, I said the AFC North. The AFC North where you have the Bengals, you have the Ravens. Like I don't see, and I you know the Browns once they get the Browns aren't bad once they get the massage man back. So I you look at it and it's just I I don't know. I mean, if you're gonna line up that division, I think not even just for this year, but moving forward. If I mean, again, we're way overreacting to three quarters of Kenny Pickett, but but that's part of the NFL. That's part of the NFL. Um. But again, I think if you're the Steelers, you are in serious, serious trouble. Unless you play Baltimore and you give them like a 17-point lead. They are the worst team in the NFL when it comes to closing out games and for making decisions on the goal line. How many games do you remember last year? How many same thing. How many weeks we sat here and said... Take the points, take the points, take the points, take the points. Stop going for it on fourth down. Going for two-point conversions. What happens on Sunday? The Ravens go for it on fourth down, don't convert. Gives the Bills some momentum. Bills come all the way back and win. Same old story in Baltimore. It's, it is everything to do with coaching and game, gaming and game management. That is poor game management. You take the points. I don't care what the analytics say. I'm so tired well, of the analytics. Well, at some analytics. point, the analytics can't apply to you because all you do is you lose on them. Right. Harbaugh can claim to be this, oh, great analytical thinker. Buddy, your results aren't there. Shut up. Right. You can't win this way. Like, Lamar only having 144 passing yards, a touchdown, and a pick, and two picks, not good enough. Yeah, it and was sure, raining quite that, a, a fine, lot. Fine. Fine. Then run the ball, Burt. Run the dang ball. Like, run the ball. Because Lamar has 73 yards rushing. Then you look, Justice Hill is their next leading rusher with 45. You have J.K. Dobbins in the game who's getting 41 yards. That's not good enough. So your analytical thing on the goal line doesn't really matter if you can't get two yards, which half the time in their run game, they can't get. Lamar can't throw in the rain because when Lamar does the Heisman, he fumbles. 2015. Greatest college football game of all time. But it, it's just, it blows my mind that people want to be hardball, hardball. He's not good. Yeah. His decision making, I it baffles me. Yep. Now, on the same token, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm not feeling great about this win. I mean, yes, you went on the road. You got to win. Tough opponent. Fine. But I think you also kind of got to feel like, well, we kind of just got handed a win. Granted, you feel much better getting handed a win than, than handing away a loss away. or a win. Yeah. So, but again, I mean, they got to get a little more rushing game than just Josh Allen. I mean, you're looking again, only 49 yards rushing. From people not named Josh Allen, that's not good enough. So, this game was who wanted to win less. And at the end of the day, the Baltimore Ravens wanted to win less. Um, Speaking of less, has the stock on Baker Mayfield ever been lower? 
he the Carolina Panthers are in big, big trouble. And they trade they gave away so much for Baker. And they put so many chips in this Baker Mayfield basket. And they oh Baker and CMC in the same backfield. It's going to be so electric. It's going to be so fun. It's horrible. I Listen, people. The Arizona Cardinals are not that good. Mm-mm. And you, you, again, it's another team. They get outscored 23-6 to in the second half. And then you look at Baker's line. 22 of 36, 197 yards, a touchdown, and two picks. Rushing the ball. CMC, only eight attempts for 27 yards. Mike, the Panthers are absolutely nowhere. They can't throw the ball. They can't run the ball. What can they do? Yeah, I have Christian McCaffrey on one of my fantasy teams. That has to be infuriating. But here's look look at his receiving. He was the leading receiver, nine catches for eighty one yards and a touchdown. Like, yeah, I if he's only gonna rush for twenty seven yards, then that's what he's gonna have to do. You know, and in the situation that Carolina's in right now, you wonder how long it's going to take. Now, I don't know the health of Sam Darnold. I don't I know that he was banged up. And he's struggling. And, okay, so he was placed on injured reserve October 3rd. Um, so you're you're stuck with him. So, yeah, it's yeah, Baker You're Mayfield. stuck. And you look at all this. You know, people want to say, oh, well, if Baker ever got out of Cleveland. Well, Baker got out of Cleveland. Once again, fool me once, shame on you fool me twice, shame on me. It's time that people stop being fooled by Baker Mayfield. I think it is now safe to say that Baker Mayfield is not an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I think he. you might as well put him in the same category as a Trubisky and as a Johnny Manziel. Because now, I just don't... It's He's not producing... He had one good season in Cleveland, and now it's just same old, same old stuff. It's not looking good for Baker Mayfield any longer. The NFC West is a beautiful, beautiful mess. I mean, I can't figure this thing out. Would the real LA Rams please stand up? Would the real... San Francisco 49ers, please stand up. I like it, this is the one division that four weeks in, we got no clue at all in this division. I mean, technically, the team that we all said was going to be the worst team in the NFL, the Seattle Seahawks, are in first place. They're already they're all tied for first place. So I don't know. I think you look one thing about San Francisco, they've looked really bad in their road games. Granted, one of those road games was played in a monsoon. You take that one out. But I this division nobody has a plus or minus higher than 25 or lower than 24. Okay. 
So that tells you they're all playing incredibly close games. Yeah, the Seahawks are scoring 95 points, but they're giving up 115. And then you look, the 49ers are scoring 71 and only giving up 46. That 49ers defense, granted, it helps that one game was played in a monsoon. But that 49ers defense now looks like what we thought the Rams defense might look like. That is the lowest point against total in the NFL. And and it's really not even close. Like the next closest, I believe, is the Bills at 58. So you look at that. It's the best defense so far in the NFL as far as points scored. So my question is, where does this division go? Well, Josh, I told you where it was going to go at the beginning of, the, of this season. As soon as the Bears beat the 49ers and then Trey Lance exited week two with an injury, it's the 49ers division to lose. They look a lot better when Jimmy Garoppolo is under center. That defense last night was very impressive against that a very good Rams offense, which, by the way, can we just talk? Let's talk about something that's just bugging me. Matthew Stafford, does he know there's other people on the field that exist other than Cooper Cup and Tyler Higbee? Does he know, like, he's got other receivers? Right. I mean, so you look, those two combined had. 33 out of the 48 targets. Yeah. The only other one who had more than like three or four targets was Allen Robinson. And what did he have? Two receptions? Two receptions for seven yards. So, again, this big off-season signing of Allen Robinson that everyone's like, oh, it was Chicago. The whole reason Allen Robinson wasn't a good receiver was because of Chicago. He goes to the Rams, one of the best offensive minds in football with Sean McVay, and he gets... Two receptions, seven yards. And I'll tell you what really stuck out to me was that the Raiders had a li- not a ton of success running the ball, but they had enough success running the ball. Jeff Wilson Jr., 74 yards and a touchdown. I, that will get the job done. But again, Garoppolo just didn't turn the ball over. He didn't right. make those mistakes. And if you don't make mistakes with that defense, especially at home, that defense can cover a multitude of wrongs. So again, we're sitting here four weeks in, and I think you know you look at almost every other division in the NFL, and I think looking at every other division, okay, the AFC East now with the two thing, I think the Bills are going to roll in that division. Yeah. You look at the AFC North. All right, I think the Bengals are a lot better than they've showed. I don't, so I still think that division is Cincinnati's to lose. Baltimore hasn't won a close game. They can't win games. Uh, The AFC South, we got to talk about the Colts here for a second. The Colts are another football team. The same team who tied the Texans, who then turned around and beat the Chiefs, are then the same team who they, they were dominated. For three quarters on Sunday by the Titans. Cindy's Titans. Cindy's Titans. So that division is so up for grabs. It's so bad. 
So there's another uh, Not so fast. It's, it's a bad It is a bad division. I think Jacksonville is... They're not good. They're, I think they're a lot better than people they're think. They're not good. I think they're a lot better than people they're think. That good. defense is looking good. Offensively, they're getting rolling. They just stuck with the with the Eagles. Because it was a monsoon. Oh, it doesn't matter. The Bears beat the Niners. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. You have to play the football game. Okay, you have to play the football game. If your team is leaps and bounds better and you're playing in the rain, you should dominate the football game. Not, not if your offense is pass and speed dependent like the Eagles is. That makes a difference. Yeah, I it think makes Jack- a difference. I think Jacksonville, Jacksonville is terrible. Trevor Plus. Lawrence is a flop. Uh, He's he might not be, good. But I the think only good part about Jacksonville is Josh Allen on the defensive end. Like, there's nothing there in Jacksonville that makes me think, yeah, they're a 500 football team. All right, let, let's have a little friendly wager. Okay. End of the football season. Yep. If Jacksonville finishes nine and eight or better, okay, I will buy you beat ups. Okay, deal. And if they don't, you buy me beat ups. Deep. Yeah. Here, hold on. Okay. Yep. I'm- Shook. Okay. AFC West, Kansas City. Period. Like, I think yeah. it's safe to say now, <laughs> Justin Herbert, whatever. Which, hey, <laughs> LA, nice to see you remembered. You have Austin Eckler in the backfield. My fantasy team thanks you. Uh, Denver. Maybe hey no. Russ Russ started to come back a little nope. bit, um, but you I lost to the again, Raiders. Correct, nothing there, and Vegas maybe nothing. NFC East, honestly, one of the better divisions in football. <laughs> Who saw that one coming? Um, but I mean, I think Philly's the class of that division. Yeah, uh, the NFC North again. I think kind of like a lot of people said from the beginning, it's either the Vikings or the Packers. Um, NFC South, I, that division is so bad. It is. So bad. But I think Tampa wins that division. So you look, you have the NFC West, the AFC South. Really the only divisions that I'm not comfortable being like, yeah, I think we probably know how this plays out in the end. Um, But Christian, right now, I want to... Fly, Eagles, fly, on the road to victory. Fly, fly, fly. They're good. They're good. Now, they're, they're good. now I know you said, well, they hung with the... Okay, whatever. The Eagles, 115 points scored. That's pretty good. Yep. 71 points allowed. Not great, but again, when you're scoring 115, you can give up 20 points a game. Yeah, and 115 points is one more than the all-talented Buffalo Bills offense. Correct. But not as good as the all-in-powerful Detroit Lions who give up 141, but they score 140. Which, whoever would have thought that that would be the Well, that's the highest-paid offense in the NFL, so... Yeah, so you look... I mean, the Eagles have the fourth best offense per points in the league. And then they also have a above average defense. It, it's a top right 15 defense. Teams statistically that are top five and top, they're going to do all right. Yep. 
And they're, again, I go back to what I said last week. They're just fun, man. Yep. Like, when Jalen Hurts gets swing, gets slinging the ball to Devonta Smith on the I, they, Dude, sign me up all day to watch the Eagles. I could watch the Philadelphia Eagles play football 24-7. Yeah. And, A.J. Brown, too, man. That Like, those, you got Devonta Smith. You have A.J. Brown. Miles Sanders had an absolute day while he was sitting on my fantasy football bench. Ouch. Apologize. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, that is tough. Um, But again, I mean, is it time for us to say, hey, it might be the Eagles' conference to win? Is, is, that, is that fair? Yeah. Not just the division. Because, yeah, they're now... I want to see what they do against, like, the Cowboys defense, things like that. But for right now, you know, kind of like what we said about the Bills. Until somebody beats them. It's it's theirs to lose. And it's wild that you look at Jalen Hurts. No one really expected this from Jalen Hurts. No. And this is going to transition us into our rivalry roundtable. The thing that I think is very, very, very important for people to realize is that Jalen Hurts, number one, has a run game to help. And number two, Jalen Hurts has an offensive line to block. Transitioning. To Justin Fields. I am no longer worried the most about Justin Fields' ability to play football. The kid's good. I don't care what, what anyone I says. What I am worried about is the ability to keep Justin Fields healthy. Justin Fields was under pressure over 50% of his snaps. If you keep him clean, 10 of 14, 168 yards. Yeah, with a pro football grade of 90.3. His average time to throw was only 2.8 seconds. So, Christian, let's do two seconds here. You ready? Yeah. So, green 18, hut. That's what he had. Right. That's not enough. Okay. So you that that information came from a source on on Twitter from uh, Lauren Cox Cox Sports One on Twitter. Okay. Um, I you you sent that to me, and you said I'm sending this to you so we can talk about this on our podcast. And I said Th- those are really good points. I then sent one back to you. I don't know if you read that. (laughs) Justin Fields through week four of year two has a 57% pass completion and a 70.3 passer rating. Through week four of year two, for who we are saying is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL right now, Josh Allen, 55% completion... And a 68.4 passer rating. Now, are we saying that Justin Fields is going to be Josh Allen? No. No. 
because, and I think a huge factor of this, Justin Fields has nowhere even remotely close to the amount of talent around him like that Josh, Josh Allen has. Yeah, you look, Steph, Stephon Diggs, nobody likes Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis, no one liked Gabe Davis on the Bears. Dawson Knox, no one liked Dawson I mean, Knox on currently, the Bears. Currently, besides Darnell Mooney, his best threat is Khalil Herbert. Right. And so, and I mean, as great as Khalil has been, I'm not putting Khalil in the top 10 running backs in the NFL right now. Right. Now, sure, when David Montgomery comes back, I'd probably say that David Montgomery's a top 10 running back. I would. I think he is. But right now, I think the Bears' biggest problem is they can't keep their guys healthy. Now, they couldn't finish drives. Right. And then you cut all your offense. Mm-hmm. Like, that blew my mind. Yeah. Like, you have a dude who just went perfect, and then you cut him. Well, Talk, I mean, and I get you have Cairo coming back, all that. But, like, you have a dude, he goes four for four, makes everything he kicks, and then the next morning, hey, by the way, well, and you're he cut. Knew, he knew that he was a fill-in. I, I mean, Santos has been one of the gr- best, most accurate kickers in the NFL. We're not going to get rid of him just because one guy has a good week. He had a good week, so now everyone's like, hey, if we need a kicker, this is a guy to go and get. Um, But Bears' offense looked good until they got in the red zone. They were incompetent. And I wouldn't say the that the players were, but the, to me the play, the play calling, calling is, was awful. Like, listen. Is it time to hit the panic button that Getsy might not be too much better than Matt Nagy? Well, and that's what it's worrying me is that it's like, can we take some... Sh- Look what happened when we took shots down the field. He hits Mooney for a deep pass across the middle. He hits Mooney down the sideline for four, 45 yards. He hit, you know, he was hitting his receivers. You know, he didn't make any, any bad mistakes. No, his accuracy wasn't great. Rate all the time, but again, when every other snap you're having to run for your life after essentially getting the ball, so that 2.8 seconds is from the moment the center snaps. So you think at least half of a half a second is going to be waiting for the ball. So from the time he catches the ball to the time that he's under pressure, that was one point or 2.3 seconds. Yeah. That's not enough time. He has to have time to make progressions. But again, once you and everything is amplified once you're in the red zone. Like there was this, I, my brother came up uh, this weekend. We were sitting watching college football on Saturday, and we were talking about how you, know, you like playing Madden and stuff like that. And you, the old Madden games had some just horrible one-liners that were terrible. But there was one that was like, hey. It gets a lot harder to run offense in the red zone because the defense has a lot less ground Ground to cover. It's true. But it just seems like there's no ingenuity. There's no creativity. It's still very, very stale. And the thing that blows my mind for the Bears, you have a generational athletic body as your quarterback. And you're not you. Where are the rollouts? One of the things that you can do, hey, is if you're getting pressure from one side, 
Roll away from it. Well, look at what the Giants did to the Bears defense. Correct. For like the first half of that football game, the Bears never knew where the ball was. No. You know, uh, jo- Daniel Jones rushing for two touchdowns, and there was no one within 10 yards of him. The thing that I think worries me the most about the Bears is the defensive side of things. Now, I will say that defense really did lock up in the second half. Yeah. And the Bears' defense has all season long. That second half defense is completely different than the first half. We just have to learn to put a full game together. And the only game we've really put in a full game together... Well, and then that wasn't even true because the Niners, they dominated us in the first half. I think the thing about the Bears is they are not a football team that can play from behind right now with their play calling. I think it's the biggest thing. I don't know if Justin Fields can lead a team back because he's never been given permission to really open things up. And I was listening to a little bit of Chicago sports radio, and the thing that frustrates me is like, oh, well, when he does it, he did it this one time and he wasn't accurate. One time, that, there's your thing. Right. One time. I mean, Aaron Rodgers threw a pick six at home this week. He missed wide open wide. Quarterbacks miss. They're human. But if you're only, again, only 22 passing attempts, I guess it's better than 11. Right. But it's still, it gets his play calling is questionable at best, worrisome at least. But again, first year in the offense, first year with everything, I'm just hopeful that things are going to get better. Uh, I'm worried about them Sunday. I'm not. I'm worried about them being able to keep Justin Fields healthy. Because, all right, yes, they were on the road in New York. That's not that hard of a place to play. Minnesota, they're going to have to use silent counts. I'm worried about the health of Justin Fields. Because what I don't know is how often can he get hit and keep getting up. Right. And, and that's, that's where I worry about them on Sunday is... How many times will he get rushed off the end because they are going to send pressure every single play? If I'm a defense playing the Bears at home with a halfway decent home field advantage, I am licking my chops right now with this Bears offensive line. Because any time that they drop back to pass, I'm pinning the mirrors back, boys, and I'm turning them loose. Right. Because that offensive line... And I think if you look, the season for the Bears... I, I think they lose at Minnesota. Then you come home with Washington. And then you go to New England. Which I don't even know who New England's quarterback is going to be at that point. Um, <clears throat> so the Bears still can win two out of their next three. And be four and three going into the, mo- going into the month of November. How much of the Packer game did you watch? You watch any of the Packer game? I watched game? the whole game. Okay. I... In all of my years of being a Packer fan, and this includes last year against New Orleans and this year against Minnesota, that first half might be like a top two or three performance from Aaron Rodgers of all time. 
Yeah, and I would from put, this Packer offense, I would put it up there with last year against the Saints, Week One. Yeah, it was just a stinker of a uh, of a first half. And I mean, I think if you look at this again, the Packers defense gives up seventeen points because seven of those come off the pick six. Which fascinating stat here? Okay, so I started the Packers defense in fantasy this week. Yeah. I didn't know this about how NFL stats work. So, extra points, I feel like, if it's off of like a pick six or a punt return, something like that, I do not feel like that extra point should count against your defense. Right. It does. No, it does. It, it That infuriates me. Yeah. But, again, if you're the Packers, you would much rather be handed a win then give away a loss. Which to me, if Bill Belichick or you know offensive coordinator for the Patriots would have opened it up when they got the stop and they got the ball at the 50-yard line there in overtime, yep. all you have to do is get 10, 15 yards, give your guy an opportunity to kick a field goal, you win that football game. And I feel like they, you know, with Zappy, is that how you say yep. it? Zappy. Which, by the way. Product of WKU, Western Kentucky University. Um, but you know, again, it was a close game, and to me, if I'm a Packers fan, am I worried a little bit? Because that's what happens to the Packers when they play against a really good defense, right? But here's the thing: they still won the game, right? The, Matthew Judon on the coming off that end. Oh, yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Like, that was horrifying. Yeah. Like, legitimately horrifying. What I love personally, um, really got the younger guys involved a little bit more in this game. Uh, you got Watson, a tutty. You got uh, Dobbs, a tutty. You got Tunney and a tutty. So, like, you're getting more guys involved. Rodgers came alive in that second half. And, and again, for me, if playing with Aaron Rodgers, it's so much feel. For Aaron and his wide receivers. It's always been that way. And if we're going to be able to get through these first four, hopefully first five games at four and one, and then they start playing well together on top of this defense, that Packers defense is fierce. It's pro- I mean, this team, this Packer team reminds me a lot of the team that won the Super Bowl back in 2010-2011. They're not going to blow a lot of teams out. But they're going to do just enough to win. And they can beat you in multiple ways. I mean, when was the last time the Packers had two 70-plus yard rushers in a single game? Long time ago. So, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting here and again, if you're looking at the Packers' schedule, should beat the Giants... Yeah, you're welcome. Should we, beat the Jets. We murdered both of their quarterbacks so that you could just... Should beat the Commanders. Yeah, I mean, you, your next three games are... You should win all three. And then you got to go to Buffalo. Good. If you lose that one, okay, like, yeah, you probably should lose that one. Then you'll beat the Lions. You might beat the Lions 77-70, to 70, but you'll right. beat the Lions. You'll probably beat the Cowboys. You'll beat Cindy's Titans. And, I mean, that sets up what honest-to-goodness could be for home field throughout the NFC playoffs with Philly. 
So again, the whole season's in front of the Packers. And I but man, Aaron, can we not throw any more pick six? Like I just started laughing at that. Like that's but as a Packer fan, I'm like, okay, it's still a win. I would rather win than take a game like that. And right. Lose. Yeah, and I I think the Packers are gonna be okay. Obviously you you look at their schedule, um it's it, it they're all winnable games. The next three, um, and again, that Giants game becomes a little less scary without both of their quarterbacks. The who- thing that does worry me though is the Packers' rush defense hasn't been great, and now you gotta play Saquon. In fact, we're just gonna go ahead and say, ship, ship it, it to, to London. London. Ship the defense to London. You gotta show up. Put seven, eight guys in the box. Every single play, shut down Saquon. I think they're going to be fine. And much like Shakira, our picks don't lie. You are currently sitting in the throne. Yep, we're we're starting a new tradition. We here. are. We're starting a new tradition here at LR Weekly. Whoever wins the week's picks gets the comfy chair. Christian is sitting in the nice blue and black comfy gaming chair. I am sitting on a hard wooden. hard wooden chair that is probably going to give me a sciatic here in just a second. Um, but this week, we are honored. And when I say honored, I mean we are – he is gracing us with his presence. A man whose last name is also a food, <laughs> Jason the Hoagie Sandwich Hoag. <laughs> How are we doing, bud? Oh, we're doing good. I Again, I mean, you're a fan of the best team in the NFL. A team who, if you listen to any Philly, like they're never going to. I mean, you're not also a Phillies fan, are you? No, I'm a Cubs fan. Okay, well, we'll forgive you for that. <laughs> uh, but, I, hey, the city of Philadelphia, you got the Phillies in the playoffs. You have the best team in the NFL, I cheese steaks for everybody. I still can't believe you never had an actual real. You know what we're gonna do, Christian? One day I'm gonna bring nice, you know, like strip steaks over to your house. Yeah, I'm gonna tenderize them, flatten them out, put them on the blackstone. And I'm gonna put them on the blackstone, do the onions and the pepper, and I'm going to make you a good cheese steak. All right, sounds okay. good. Jason, this man has never had a cheese steak. Well, he hasn't had a lot of things. <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, it wasn't until like three summers ago the man had never had Chick Fil A. That's, so that's true. Um, and you went thirteen and three last week on your picks. Yep, and like, I mean I, the floor is your like. Yeah, I, I I this is the week where it was like, man, I really wish I would have made like a parlay with some of these. Like, I could have been on fire, but I didn't, of course. But this is, I think we both talked. This is the first time in forever, Elsa. Um. That I'm leading in the pick totals, not just in one week, but in the pick yeah. totals. I mean, to- and it is by a whopping one game. One game. Um, <laughs> but anyways, we got Jason on here to help us with our picks. Um, some interesting games this week. I think some games that can get you in a little bit of trouble. Um, the Colts in Denver, we talked earlier. I mean, the Colts looked horrible. Denver's not great. I this is one of those 
Thursday night games that I'm not really that excited for. Yeah. Um, but again, man, I just feel like the Colts are so inconsistent. Short week coming off just getting whomped on. For three quarters. For three quarters by Cindy's Titans. I am going to go ahead and take Russell Wilson's Bronx. Um, I'm going with the Colts, and this is why. I think uh, if Jonathan Taylor cannot go, I think Naheem Hines is going to have a big game. Uh, he's a really good pass catching back. I think this is a, a bigger game for Indy. Now, I'm not saying it's not a big game for Denver because they're in a division that it's going to get tight. But I see Indianapolis going on the road and getting a big win in Denver. Give me Crystal a day before her birthday. She gets to watch. Well, she has a volleyball game, but she's going to try to watch the Colts. And I think they're going to win. And it's a horse battle. Like, yeah, it is. It, battle of the horses. We might as well just call this the Kentucky Derby. Anyways, uh, Jason. I, well, I'm signing with one of you, and I'm going with Peyton Manning's old team, the Denver Broncos. Oh, I see. <laughs> and, folks, he also brings jokes. This is why we have him on. Uh, is the greatest sports moment of your life the Philly special? Ooh, that's football-wise? Yeah, but, I mean, like, I got to witness 108 years to be broken. So that's... That's a tough one for me as a sports fan. But for football-wise, yeah, the Philly special is the one that made me uh, almost poop my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. uh, The Packers and the Giants are getting shipped to London. Um, On your bike. On your bike. uh, Hopefully this game is not as close as uh, last week's thriller. Um, again, I think I don't know who the Giants are going to start at quarterback. I don't know Chad if the Giants. Oh, yeah, Chad Power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if the Giants know who the Giants are going to start at quarterback. Um, I think, you know, the Packers throw eight guys in the box. They're like, okay, hey, if whoever you're starting can beat our DBs, fine. We're not going to let Saquon beat us. I think Aaron has a bounce back game. Uh, the Packers are the last team to not have played a London game. So with this London game on Sunday, every single NFL team will have played a game in London. Give me the Packers. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers too with the chance that um, right now it's look, it is trending that it's going to be Eli Dave, Manning, Davis Webb, third string practice team quarterback for the Giants. Um, not- All right, I'm going to go on the record. I'm going to say something right now. If the Green Bay Packers lose to the New York Giants this week, I will let you pick something embarrassing for me to do next podcast. No, I, I'm like I, I mean that that's how if the Packers lose this game, everything is off. Like, but there's panic mode off of one game. I think there's, and it says that Daniel Jones still has a chance to play in this football game. If he does, okay, fine. But if target night shift manager number three is the Giants quarterback and the Packers lose this game, yeah, I am going to ship myself to London. Okay, great. Um, it's gonna be hard. Can you leave the mic and some of your equipment so I can do? (laughs) We we can, I'll still hop on Zoom. I'll be sitting there off the. 
Tower of London being go go save the king because it's king now, not yeah, queen. Yeah, she she got uh, it. She yeah, Lizzie it. in a box. Anyways, <laughs> um, I'm going Green Bay as well. I don't see a way that they don't just demolish the New York Football Giants. Yeah, Packers all the way. You got no reason to even think the Giants have a chance. Uh, and much like the Giants don't have a chance, uh, the Steelers have no chance. Going out to Orchard Park this weekend. Give me the Bills by a billion. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo as well. Uh, I do like the Bills. Uh, I even like them minus uh, 14. I just, you know, pick it last weekend, throw it. Literally, we'll call him pick it because they were he was throwing picks. Uh, hey, and uh, so I'm going Buffalo. I think they cover the spread as well. And you guys are just choosing everything for me. Bills, I mean, Steelers look awful. Unless Mitch is playing. That's right. <laughs> Bring Mitch. 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 Mitchy Mitch. Okay, just because you bought a jersey doesn't mean you're still – he's not a bear anymore. You can admit he's terrible. Mitch. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland is hosting charges. Goal, goal charges, goal. goal. Uh, and go throw the ball to Austin Eckler again. Like, they had success throwing the ball to Austin Eckler. I don't think the Browns will be able to contain Austin Eckler. Give me the Chargers. Upset pick of the week this week. Here we go. Is the Cleveland Browns to beat the Chargers at home. The Chargers just have not looked the same on the defensive side of the ball without Bosa. That injury to Bosa is going to be costly for the Chargers. I just don't see a way that they are getting enough pressure on the quarterback without him. Offensively, obviously, they have great weapons. Again, no Keenan Allen is kind of hurting. Mike Williams is a great wide receiver. Austin Eckler, as Josh pointed out, very important to his fantasy team success. Amen. Um, but I do like the Browns this week, and I think they get an upset win at home against the Chargers. Well, I'm going Chargers, man. Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. I mean, little Jacoby going to do it? I think he is, Jason. I really do. I like I like Cleveland in this game. Uh, I, this game is fascinating to me. Detroit and New England is fascinating to me because I don't know who the Colts are going to have or the Patriots are going to have a quarterback. Rumored that Mac Jones could come back. Fine. If he can't, let Zappy throw, baby. Let Bailey cook. Um, Again, are the Lions going to keep putting up 700 points a game? I don't know. this, This game is fascinating to me, and I have no idea who to pick. I, I have no idea. But when I don't know who to pick, I always side with Dan Campbell. Give me the Lions on the road over the Patriots. Uh, I think New England gets a big win at home. I think uh, Matt Patricia is going to be out for blood against his old team. Uh, I like the defense to be able to actually stop the Detroit offense. And as we saw, Detroit's defense could not stop a nosebleed. I think I could be starting at quarterback for the New England Patriots and put up some points. I'm taking the Pats at home. I'm going for the Pats to get zapped by the Lions. 
Yes, sir. And that quarterback's going golf. <laughs> His quarterback's going he, golf. He's just, he's just got jokes. <laughs> hey, uh, in a game that I just want both teams to lose, like if a Comet could just blow this game up, no one would feel bad. Uh, you have the struggling Chicago Bears going up against a Vikings team that will be coming back across the I maybe a little London hangover here. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, a little too much Justin Jefferson, a little too much Dalvin Cook. I'm going to take the Vikings on this one. Ah, let's go Bears, baby. Let's go. We are beating Minnesota in Minnesota in that just beautiful stadium, beautiful stadium. By the way, uh, Bears, take notes. Build that stadium in Arlington. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I love the Bears this weekend for a couple reasons. One. Are you talking just to cover or are you talking outright? No, I am talking – Outright, so you're money talking line. Bears money line. Bears money line. This is why. Are you going to put money on the Bears money line? I never do, but <laughs> I never bet on my own team ever, ever, ever. And Jason, Jason, am I a liar in that? I mean, you bet on their stats. That's so. but that's different. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just talking that. like straight money line. Would no. you put five dollars on the Bears money line this week? No, I never. Then do. You don't love a money line. Yeah, I. But I do though, and this is why. No, Minnesota coming across the pond back home. They did not look as sharp against that a Saints team that is meh, meh, not that great. It doesn't matter. It does matter, Josh. It doesn't matter. They're playing at home. Justin Fields can't throw. He can't. It, it's not going to. Do we all remember, though, there's one team in the NFC North that calls the Bears. Da-da. It's the Minnesota Vikings, Josh. Jason, help. Oh, man. I got a feeling that the Vikings are going to straight kill the Bears. <laughs> a feeling. A feeling. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. That's I, mean, so when you're, I mean, when you're quarterback. Hey, you ready? Passing As an game. Eagles fan, it hurts so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, what were you saying? Go ahead, Jason. Give some stats. Go for it. Oh, buddy. Well, I mean, uh, Justin Fields averaging, what, 98 passing yards a game? Pretty close. Yeah, I mean, is David Montgomery going to play or is he still sitting out? He's questionable. I mean, the Bears are heavy dependent on their run, and you can't <laughs> win against all, against the Vikings with just running the ball. I mean, the Giants showed them. I mean, you're going to kick 14 field goals? <laughs> Well, hey, we might then cut the guy after. Um, Seahawks and New Orleans. Uh, if the New Orleans team who competed against um, the Vikings show up, I think they can play. Um, again, I think what this game might come down to is can Andy Dalton take care of the ball? If Andy Dalton can take care of the ball, I think the Saints are fine. However, don't sleep on Geno. In right. Seattle, Geno's been putting up some numbers. If New Orleans takes care of the ball, I do like the Saints to hold at home. Yeah, I like Saints as well at home. Uh, you know, New Orleans, tough place to play. I think they, again, it's a very winnable game. They lost 
in London. Um, I, I like them, though, on uh, Sunday afternoon to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks over the Saints. Strictly for the fact that DK knows that he cannot run to the bathroom no more. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the man had to take yeah, it. He's That's like, uh, well, that and then his tweet, the clutch walk wasn't going to solve it, bro. Like, <laughs> what? Like, the fact that he just came out and said that, I mean, it really is just absolutely fantastic. Um, Dolphins and the J-E-T-S – Jets, 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 Jets. Jets. Um, I love the fact that on their injury report right now, Tua's listed as questionable. Questionably <laughs> dead. Like, is he? Are we really doing that? Is uh, he still living? I, you know, I don't. I, but again, now, like, if we were actually going to take a game and ship it to London. This is probably the one, maybe Houston and Jacksonville. But again, I mean, with everything being such a question mark right now for Miami, I almost want to go with the Jets. I mean, I thought the Jets looked, that defense looked pretty good. Again, against probably what's a pitiful, pitiful Steelers offense. But I who who's going to be? The Dolphins quarterback. I mean, are we really going to say in Teddy Bridgewater we trust? No. No, we're not. So, you know what? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I hope – never mind. I was going to make a Zach Wilson joke, but we're not going to do that. Give me the Jets. Uh, um, I don't know how – you know, I don't know if Ted, Teddy Bridgewater is the answer, but I think that he fits that offense quite well. He and two are very similar. Right. So th- for that reason, and I saw a little bit of that on Thursday night, I felt like when he came in the game, the offense did not take a, a huge step back. Now, is he Tua? No. But he still is able to run the offense in a similar way that Tua does. I'm taking Miami. I think Tua or no Tua, Miami is good enough to beat the Jets without him. I'm going with the Finns as well. I mean, they got two top tier wide receivers on their on their squad. I mean, I know the Jets got that uh got a nice good rookie on their team, and I feel like they're going to be a threat. That was a tough one for me to pick because I honestly thought the Jets could. I think the Jets can beat the Dolphins, but I think this week it's going to be the Dolphins. Um, I Tampa might be out for blood this week. Um, I think after two letdown losses at home. Um, I mean, when was the last time in his career Tom Brady lost three games in a row? I, I don't know. Again, like we're sitting. So I, I think just on that alone. Do we count the two losses and the loss of his wife? Like, yes. okay. Christian. She didn't die. No, but she did divorce him. I mean. Yeah, it's like he definitely went to Antonio, Antonio Brown. Like, I don't anyway. – um, By the way, she likes Zach Wilson's picture. Um, okay, just keep going. Zach Wilson. No, no. Zach, <laughs> Zach Wilson, bro. And, like, what if Zach – And I'm, I have What a, if the moms this whole time has been Giselle Bunchy? Like, what – All right, anyways, Christian – Zach Wilson is that guy. Anyways, Christian, Tampa Bay or Atlanta? 
Uh, Zach Wilson. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Z- give me Zach Wilson all day, every day against Tom Brady, Giselle. No, I'm kidding. I'm going Tampa Bay, too. I think they cover. I think there is a very good chance that Brady throws for 5.8 billion yards. Um, I I don't think Atlanta's defense will be able to stop them. And I think that Tampa Bay's defense tightens up and uh, you will see Atlanta have no success on offense whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going with the Bucs as well. I mean, Tampa Bay's got good defense. I mean, I don't know if Mariota is the Dolphins and or not the Dolphins, the Falcons answer. I mean, looking at their stats, they didn't, they barely threw it. They didn't complete anything to Landon last week. And I mean, they pulled it off, but now they're finally getting Evans, Godwin, all back. Now I'm going bucks by a billion. Cindy's Titans invading the commanders. Um, Titans, two-and-a-half-point road favorites. Um, I think that line is very, very small. I love the Titans going on the road this week. Um, Just get ground and pound. Tanny not make too many mistakes. Give the ball to Derrick Henry. Let him run wild in uh, the nation's capital. Give me the Titans. Yeah, um, anyone but – Carson Wentz, man. I just Carson Wentz ain't it, has never been it. And to me, Tennessee uh could run their second team defense out there against Washington. I just don't think Washington's offense is as good as people say. I know they have Antonio Gibson. I know they have scary Terry McLaurin, but I just when Carson Wentz is your quarterback, he Carson Wentz will Carson Wentz. So I'm taking Tennessee, and I think they cover as well. I mean, Carson Wentz was the guy for 13 games the year they went to the Super Bowl. But after that injury, he hasn't been the same. I'm still going with the Titans. I mean, the Washington's offense isn't that bad. It's just, I mean, like you said, they got guys on their team. But Carson Wentz, he's either phenomenal or he's just straight trash. Speaking of straight trash, the Houston Texans. <laughs> they're they're ter- I, horrible. Um, I think Jacksonville wins. I think Jacksonville covers. Yeah, um, I'm picking the best team in the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep, I'm I'm with that. I got nothing to argue. I uh, Jason, we we have a friendly wager uh, that we talked earlier. Um, if Jacksonville finishes nine and eight or better, I have to buy Christian B dubs. If they finish uh eight and nine or worse, Christian has to buy me B dubs. So oh, oh, so I'm I'm a man of uh so I'm your witness. Correct. You are um Niners at Carolina. I Niners. Yeah. Niners again. If this were a 20 to 21 point spread, I would still probably take the Niners. Yeah, when I typed this out this morning, there was still no spread. On because the they can't think of one big enough. Right. Um, which, I mean, now it's set at six and a half. I, I think there's a very good chance San Francisco covers six and a half. I am picking the best team in the NFC West, the San Francisco 49ers. Baker Mayfield is going to bake up a big old L. 49ers. <laughs> 
Wait, no, he picked the 49ers. He said he's going to bake up a big old L. Oh, I thought for a second you were saying he's going to give one. Give an L. I'm like, you really about to pick? Watch. Now that we're just absolutely trashing Carolina. They're going to win this. They're going to win. Because uh, that's how this NFL season has worked. Uh, big road test for Cooper Rush. Like, let, let's see what they got. Um, Although the crowd will probably be. Mostly 50, 50 if not 60, 40 Dallas fans there in LA. Um, I again, I this game fascinates me. I'm glad you know the late window on Sunday. Uh, the Packers will have already been done, the Bears will already be done. This is a fascinating late window game. Um, I think a must win for LA. I think if LA wants to keep that status as a premier team in the NFC. This is a team they have to win. Give me L.A. Yeah, I'm taking L.A. too. Big game for Matt Stafford. Really laid a stinker last night on Monday Night Football. Um, no touchdowns scored. Um, again, you could take the, the you could take Matt Stafford out of Detroit, but you can't take the Detroit out of Matt Stafford. But I think that he is he's going to throw the ball around on this Dallas defense again. Micah Parsons is a monster on the side of the, on the outside of that defense. Um, I think LA is able to contain him. Uh, I think they get the run game going with, um, with cam Akers. So give me the Rams. Well, I'm going with uh, the LA Rams. I mean, like as a Cowboy fan or as a Philly fan, you can't pick Dallas, right? No. Okay. No. Just no, make it sure. Even though I picked Green Bay, but they're playing the Giants this week, so I don't want to give no. up a free game. Well, I just, I just feel like the Rams are going to finally. They're they got to kick it up. I mean, they got to do something now. And now, Christian, it is once again time to fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. On <laughs> uh, Philly, five point road favorites against Arizona. Um, I'm interested to see what Philly's defense does with Arizona. I mean, I think Philly's defense has played very well so far this year. But, again, you know, we've talked about before, Kyler Murray's just a cheat code. Um, So I think a really good test for this Philly team that, I mean, I'm ready to crown them. I mean, I think they're the best team in the NFC. So, and once again, until somebody proves me wrong, give me the Philly special. Yep, I'm taking Philly too. Again, I don't know. I'm not really sold on Kyler yet. Uh, he's been struggling at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think not having D Hop is a huge issue for Arizona. It really is when they have him, it opens up things for other guys. Um, I think once you get him back after week six, it would also help my fantasy team for the love of. All that is humane. Is that your Owen for? That's my Owen. What knock knock, <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Owen. Owen who? Owen for? Yeah. Yeah. That's my squad. We're the only in my. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm give me Philly. I love Philly this week against Arizona on the road. I think indoors that offense is going to get kicking again. Again, they played in a monsoon. Not as big of a monsoon as the Bears did in week one. But, again, it was raining quite hard in Philadelphia. Yeah, but they literally played in the remnants of a hurricane. Yeah, so, but Philly, cover, and a big win on the road. Jason, what do you got? Oh, there's no question. I'm choosing 
the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, their defense actually looks, other than the first game against Detroit, their defense has been phenomenal since then. I mean, they're getting to the quarterback. They're intercepting balls. They actually look like a whole team and not just one side of the ball. So I'm going with Philly to win by like 30. Wow. Um, A game that I think probably has the most meaning to it this week. Um, If you're Baltimore, you feel like you've given games away this year. Um, If you're Cincinnati, coming back, bouncing back with two wins against the Dolphins and then the Bengals would really – or excuse me, the – Dolphins and the Ravens would really feel like they're riding the ship there in Southern Ohio. The importance of this game cannot be understated. I love that this game is Sunday night. Um, I am going to go with the Joe Burrow-led Bengals. I'm going Baltimore. Uh, I think this is a game in in Baltimore's sake. You got a bad taste in your mouth. You, you know, kicked one away on – uh, Sunday afternoon. This is your get right opportunity against your rival. Um, you got to win this game at home. You got to have good play calling. You know, Lamar's going to have to throw the ball around the field. You're going to have to protect Lamar. But again, the best thing that Baltimore has going for them is Lamar. When your offensive line struggles, Lamar can make plays. He can go off script. He can make those tough throws. He can run the ball for over 50 yards a game. I like Baltimore. I think they win this football game. Oh, I'm going with the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals, they're allowing like less than 90 yards of rush this year against teams, while Baltimore is allowing like over 350 a game. I mean, Burrow's going to fling it. He's got Chase. I mean, that offense is – I mean, if, if they were completely whole, I mean, like it would not remind me of Philadelphia, but like having – those weapons out on offense. I mean, you got running back, wide receivers. The only thing really missing is, I mean, you kind of just throw in a tight end at a time. Kansas yeah. City hosting the Raiders. Um, if, if Kansas City wins this football game, I think you can almost just put a fork in the Raiders. They're done. I, I really, really – would have a hard time see them coming back from a one and four start. Yeah, Devontae's like, um, hey, Aaron, hey, Aaron, can I come back? No, hey, Aaron, um, I, Kansas City. I mean, I don't think that this Raiders defense will have any answer for Kansas City's offense. I think that crowd there in Kansas City is going to be fired up on a Monday night. I think the Raiders offense that already has struggled will continue to give me Kansas City. Yeah, I'm I love Kansas City in this game. Uh you could put a fork in the Raiders, they're done. They lose this football game. You're one in four in a very tough division. It'll it's all but over. So give me Kansas City. Oh, Kansas City, no question about it. They got Pat Mahomes. See? They have Pat you know, Mahomes. you out there, you play football, and uh, you try to win the football game, and uh, you put catch a bunch of stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Patrick. Uh, <laughs> no, this is Patrick. Um, locks of the week. Uh, I'm going to take my Packers. Uh, I think eight against New York is very, very doable. 
Uh, I think this game could be more in the 20-point range. Give me the Packers. Uh, my lock of the week is Tampa Bay at home over Atlanta. Minus six and a half. I, I Again, this is a get-right game for Tampa Bay at home. It gets a very much so struggling Atlanta defense. Uh, Atlanta now lost Cordell Patterson. He's on the IR. Big piece for them that's gone down. Um, again, I, outside of Kyle Pitts, who do you have to throw the ball to? Um, uh, Calvin Ridley's too busy right now betting on when he'll get back into the <laughs> league. But, um, yeah, I'm going Tampa Bay. That's my lock of the week, minus six and a half. And uh, by the way, uh, I hit my lock of the week last week. So this is what we like to call a streak. We're going to start a streak this week. I like that. Oh, my lock is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles to cover. I mean, I already said they're going to win by 30. That's true. He he, yeah, he did say they're going to win by 30. So <laughs> I'm taking alt spread minus 29 and a half. <laughs> and if it doesn't hit, then we're going to come back. Yeah. Well, Jason – Man, thank you so much for hopping on here with us. Uh, For all of you listening, uh, enjoy the football this week, and we will talk to you next week.